You're listening to KHOL. I'm Will Walkie with the local newscast. Southern Montana made national news earlier this month as floodwaters from Yellowstone National Park damaged infrastructure and stranded neighborhoods. But now, most towns in the region are recovered and ready to take in tourists again. Sarah Andres is vice president of the Gardner Chamber of Commerce and owner of four local businesses. She says her community historically relies on summer and fall visitors and is struggling to earn revenue right now. Nobody's coming to town. I think that they think they cannot get here, but actually Highway 89 is completely open. We have full access from Livingston, Montana. And so at this time, we would just love to have people come and visit us. Andra says a typical slow day at her rafting company for this time of year yields 200 customers. But on Monday, just 11 people showed up. Cancellations at hotels and vacation rentals are also common, and several employers have had to send workers home for the time being. Part of the problem is that Gardner is cut off from Yellowstone, and a permanent transportation route is still being planned. However, Andres says because of that, Paradise Valley and Gardner can be tranquil getaway destinations for locals and tourists looking to get a taste of the northern Rockies. The weather is gorgeous. Um, It's not hot, but it's sunny. Um, It's not windy. (laughs) The river's running great. The hiking trails are open. Um, Even some of the fishing accesses are open. Gardner businesses can also currently apply for government grants to help offset economic losses due to lack of visitation, something Andres hopes continues through the end of the year. Southern parts of Yellowstone are currently open under a license plate-based entry system, and northern reaches, including some temporary transportation routes into Montana, may be opening in the coming months. As conservatives claim victory in the overturn of Roe v. Wade by the U.S. Supreme Court, resources are lining up for Wyoming women who will soon have to leave the state for reproductive health care. Eric Galatis from the Wyoming News Service has more. Justices ruled that the 50-year precedent of Roe should be overruled, setting off so-called trigger laws in 13 states, including Wyoming. Kim Clark is a senior attorney for reproductive rights, health, and justice with the group Legal Voice. She says there will be out-of-state options for Wyoming women who can find the time and money to travel. Abortion funds across the country are ready to provide support to people who need to travel across state lines to access care. And I think there will be other informal networks of support. A bill passed in the last session will go into effect five days after Governor Mark Gordon certifies the high court's ruling to the Secretary of State. House Bill 92 will make all abortions illegal in Wyoming with exceptions for rape, incest, risk of death, or substantial and irreversible physical impairments. Gordon called the Supreme Court's ruling a decisive win for those who have fought for the rights of the unborn for the past 50 years. I'm Eric Galatis. And finally, the Jackson Town Council and Teton County Board of Commissioners will continue to narrow down their choices this week for what should be on this year's special excise tax ballot. The commission also has special event permits, its budget increases, and updates from various local departments like Fire EMS and Housing on its agenda. In other news, the fire danger in Yellowstone National Park was upgraded Monday to moderate. For more in-depth reporting from KHOL, be sure to check out our weekly podcast, Jackson Unpacked. Will Walkie, KHOL News.